You're listening to Forging Employee Experience. I'm Josh Green, joined here with my co-host, Alexander Norin. How are you, my friend? Doing really well. Happy to be here. I, uh, I actually am just getting back from Nashville, Tennessee. I was there for a Nashville. Week. Yeah, yeah. My family and I tried to plan a strategic trip to escape the winter and uh, ended up being more cold in Nashville than it was in Boston. It was miserable, but we had a good time. So I'm happy to be here, happy to, uh, to jump on a podcast and uh, really talk about the employee experience. We have worked long and hard to get this gentleman on the show. This is Casper Hultin. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Let me just tell you a little bit about Casper. He serves as co-founder, chief operating officer, and director at Pecan, an employee engagement platform that is one of the hottest tickets in European B2B software right now. Their tool analyzes employee feedback and turns out actionable insights on all things employee engagement from retention to performance. And they just opened up an office last year in New York City. So I think they're just about ready to take over the world. Casper, he was born and raised in Denmark. So Casper, I'm just curious, how do you find the United States? Uh, good question. No, I love it. I'm uh, I'm currently in New York, um, building up the the Pecan team here. I when I did my last company, I also opened the U.S. office in San Francisco. So it's my second time around in the in the U.S. One west and one east coast, and uh, it's good to be back. So from from an objective standpoint, which coast is better? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I like uh, I like New York very much as a city, and I like California very much as a place. Uh, so I think uh, you know that's probably the 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 gist. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit more to the point on the east. I think I can say without offending too sure. many. Hundred percent, absolutely. It's <laughs> a nice way of saying. That's a really it. nice. That's like probably the nicest way I've heard people describe New Yorkers. That's phenomenal. <laughs> to the point. To the point. Yeah, there there are a lot of things, but. Uh, well, Casper, Casper, what what else do we need to know about you? Maybe share a little bit about who you are, what you like to do, and um, maybe bring in a little bit of Denmark with you to the United States. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm, I as as you said, I'm I'm from. Uh, Trying well, a bit of me. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've been building companies since I finished school, so I've always been trying to sort of do something that helps at least something becomes a little bit better. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's the same thing I'm doing now. Uh, maybe we are bringing a bit of sort of Nordic uh, things to the US, we hope, at least in the way we run the company. So we do a lot of things on the topic we're going to talk about today around employee experience that probably is a little bit more sort of uh, Nordic by nature, like long paternity leaves and free holidays and stuff like that. That sounds crazy to Americans, but I'm, I'm all for it. Please more holidays. I have two kids and I wish we'd have had better paternity leave when I was in the workforce. <laughs> or, or any paternity <laughs> leave. <laughs> we even pay people, uh, for the for for kids, so you actually in Pecan you get a an extra part to your salary for for every dependent you have. It's incredible. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. Well, well, talk to us a little bit about that. You you've built an organization that is all about helping individuals be more happy and fulfilled at work. Uh, what was that journey like? Yeah, so maybe maybe starting from the beginning. So as I said, like we. We have four co-founders. We've been building 
several com companies over the last 10, 15 years. Um, Christian, Phil and I built a company together called Podio, which was sold to Citrix. And we spent a few years in Citrix. And at that period of time, we got together with Dan, who uh, was the fourth co-founder. And the motivation for us was really to try and create a company we actually wanted to work for. And that's where it all started. And then ironically, and not really ironically, we ended up building a company that helps everybody else build companies that people want to work for. <laughs> um, and obviously came out of the experience of sort of seeing what engagement does uh, to teams that perform really well and probably also seeing uh, what, you know, the opposite does. Um, we, we firmly sort of believe that people is the root cause to creating good companies and basically what we saw was that the if you look at the the customer side of the house um the journey of the cmo have been uh, quite crazy over the last 20 years like uh, if you want to sort of be a bit populist around it i guess you can say like it, it went from a bit madman type character to someone that's like where everything is now around data and it's about real time and it's about creating experience and stuff like that and if you take uh, the customer side of the house as a, as a funnel, you basically acquire a customer, you grow them and you retain them. And we were sort of looking at all of this thinking like, this kind of looks like the same on the people side of the business. You, you have the same funnel, we, we call it recruiting instead of acquisition. When you re recruit a person, you, you grow them and you retain them in your organization. And more or less all the innovation have been going on on the recruiting side, um, but not a lot of stuff going into what actually happens when people are in the business. And um, so we were thinking while the HR sort of at least had a bit of a reputation of sometimes being a bit anecdotal closer to the madman type person, there's definitely a lot we can learn from the customer side of the house and try and bring some of the data elements and the real time nature and the experience into the into the employee or people side of the, the business. Um, so that was, that was really the sort of motivation of the, of the idea back in, in, in the beginning. The idea of an employee engagement platform, I believe is relatively new in the workspace. I mean, not every company has one of these tools, but those, those companies that are embracing this technology, this ability to track your people data, is it's getting more and more popular and is very important. But I guess, what is that conversation like for you to approach someone who has never used a tool like Pecan? What is that conversation like? How do you sell them on the product and how do you provide value for them? No, it's very simple, right? Like everybody have experience and sort of love to hate the annual survey. Um, and, and currently people wait like for months to get responses and they take months to do action planning and all that stuff. And, and that approach just doesn't really fit the way companies run nowadays. Like right. everything happens much faster. So you really need to create a much more continuous listening and feedback experience where you actually discover things as they happen and not nine, 10, 12 months later. Uh, first of all, you can't really react on them and, and you don't really get any points for it. So, so this, is, this is really the thing. And by increasing the, the, the frequency and making this a more continuous nature, you actually start being able to benefit data, uh, meaning that we can actually predict 
um, attrition and uh, in for companies. And obviously, we can't predict it. If you just do a survey once a year, no one, there's just not enough frequency. But as soon as you start doing it more continuous, we can actually tell you, okay, you're going to have an attrition problem in this part of your organization or over here and all that stuff. And that really feeds into the the, the sort of core issue that we are solving, which is around helping companies grow and retain talent, particularly in a time where talent is really the key to create like a sustainable uh, competitive advantage. Um, so, so I think there's a lot of, lot of sort of trends pointing in, in that direction. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly right. I mean, we, 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 definitely see the value in shifting away from this annual survey mentality because you're right. I mean, you get a snapshot once a year and, and then what do you do with it? Well, you take three months to analyze it and three months to implement mm-hmm. it. Six months later, your organization is different than it was six months ago. And now your data and your action plan is more, more or less useless, right? So what's interesting to me, and I'd love if you, if you had a thought on this, I, I've, I've often wondered what it looks like you know, I feel like the companies that need software like Pecan the most are typically the ones that think they don't need it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you, how do you help organizations understand that this is not only something that they need, but, but by, by doing this, it will actually benefit them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like companies that aren't already sold on it. Cause there's a lot of companies out there that they care about their employees and they're like, okay, yeah, what you're saying makes sense. Decrease turnover, uh, you know, decrease attrition, all that sort of stuff. That makes sense. But if companies don't really care about it, is there, is there a way that you guys try to convert them to the cause of employee engagement? Yeah, it's interesting because when we started uh, Pecan as a business, we, we, we thought we were going to sell it to sort of the typical first mover customers for quite a while because basically the approach was to sort of keep your culture as you grow so, so the typical sort of tech uh, mm-hmm. sort of approach. But as, as we got onto it, we started selling to increasingly bigger customers and also increasingly more in brackets traditional type companies. And um, today we really serve like a really, really broad, broad uh, range of customers. And the biggest one is Capgemini with 200,000 employees. So had you asked me four years ago if we would be selling to them, the answer would probably be no. But the thing is that the nature of a lot of companies is changing, both because of the externals are changing, but in particular because the internals are changing, like the, the composition of your employees are changing. It's new generations. Uh, you, you start having people retiring and you're just like, how do you actually manage this whole new uh expectation set in the workforce that is definitely not just a problem for the little uh sort of first mover tech company that is definitely also an a thing that even big companies are looking at and then on top of that you can say in in this day and age creating transparency has become a thing not just out of out of sort of goodwill but but also out of necessity so so I think there's again like there's a lot of uh, small smaller streams running into the to the bigger uh, river here. Yeah, and, and so as um, 
as we see, as you've seen it, there's, there's more traction for, for this product, the, the idea of, of more frequent and uh, more insightful feedback uh, on an employee engagement platform. When you look to the future, what does the future of the data collection and the data analysis look like? You know, what, what sort of tech are we moving to to be able to gather data better and understand employees better and get better insights? What, uh, what are your thoughts on what the future holds for us as far as, as, far as the, you know, tech developments in the employee engagement platform space? In order to actually improve engagement, I think you need to have a really solid sort of data set that goes way beyond just your own organization. Like our, our goal is to help you be smarter than you in the sense that we know we can benchmark across all our customers and all our uh, employees and stuff like that to help you understand like what is what could you actually expect of an employee or of a team like this or a team like that? Um, so I think cutting it short, like we need to work much more methodological around this because a methodology is the way you can start applying like machine learning and AI and all these sort of fancy things to it. Um, so being more strict on the methodology and then focusing on the improvement, uh, which means that again, it comes back to sort of like, keep a good methodology, start thinking continuous, and then not only just provide the insights, but also to do predictions. And even more importantly, help the managers of your team understand what they can do to improve it. So it kind of becomes a full circle, if you know what I mean? Yeah, so so Casper, we've been talking about this whole idea of like doing the annual survey and how it's just not enough to help us really get a good snapshot of what's happening in our organization. And and I think Pecan does a really good job bringing it down to a weekly level. We can send out surveys uh, via email to have um, our employees tell us how they're feeling based on certain key indicators. Uh, the, the thing is that sometimes it seems survey data can be limiting because even though we do say it's anonymous, um, do our employees actually trust us? And it kind of has to interrupt the day. They have to open up their email and answer a few questions, which means they have to think about it instead of like really capturing it in the moment. So, so as we see it, regardless of, of the tool that you're using, a lot of these employee engagement platforms are based around collecting survey data. Do you believe that there is a better way to collect that data or is the future going to move beyond survey data and looking further into um, like emotional analysis or any of that? Do, do you have any thoughts for us on what the future of that data collection looks like? Funny you ask because when we first sort of thought about Pecan, we, we had all kinds of crazy ideas of how you could collect data and, and connect to systems and analyze all of this out of metadata and stuff like that. And, and we, we decided to sort of start with the basics and, and, and start with the, with the service, which I'm really happy for, because I think that's, that, that is still a very, very efficient way. Like we collected more than 30 million data points over the last couple of years, um, which is a quite unique view into what people think. Um, do I believe that the survey data will be combined with other data over time? Yes, I definitely think like we will, we are already integrating to several systems and you can pull in data into Pecan that will enrich the, the survey data. Um, but I don't know if, if it's really 
trying to jump the gun a little bit to try and sort of figure all this stuff out from, you know, from sort of more meta data uh, just yet. I still think there's lots of if improvement to do um, in in the way that that you know even based on on surveys. If you were to to look into the future, not not based on what the current market looks like, but but like if you were to look into the future, what do you imagine that looks like? Is it like being able to track their social media profiles, or would it be doing like analysis of the way they write their emails? Do do you have any any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's interesting, right? Like I th I think that there's a lot of things you can do i think the question is like what do you want to do like mm. we could probably read everybody's emails but does that make you feel better as an employee like i think there's some moral and questions here as well um but but yeah of course all of this stuff gets smarter like i think essentially the the the, the, the real point here and, and my personal motivation for starting pecan is that i honestly believe that pecan are not pecan that people are the root cause to a lot of both problems and successes in a business. Why is that important? The, the thing is that it hasn't been proven. Like we can probably agree around here, but in most companies that, that are doing budgets or doing anything, if they want to improve the business, there's very rarely someone saying like, you know what, we're just going to improve engagement and they will actually give us that 10% uplift lift on revenue. Most companies, they just hire more salespeople or they do some of those things. But so I think there's still like a huge point in actually proving that people are the root cause. And that once we've done that, I think you'll start seeing like a ton more intelligence going into this, just like you've seen on the customer side and, and all that stuff. Like 15 years ago, people didn't believe that customer experience, you know, that was just a cost center. It had nothing to do with your revenue. Now everybody agrees that NPS is like, you know, the only metric uh, you need in order to figure out if you have a successful business. So you'll see that mind shift happening on the people side as well, where the employee ENPS is going to be reported on for public companies, just like they report their revenue. Uh, we already start seeing that happening for some of our customers. Like if you read EasyJet's um, quarterly report, they will actually report their, their PECON number. So I think we are, we're getting there, but but I think the important thing here is to, to, uh, to prove that point, really. And once you prove that point, then you can integrate to a lot of things. Like what is then the, uh, the correlation between employee engagement and customer engagement and so forth, so forth, so forth, right? Yeah, there's just – I love where you're going with that because there's really just an unlimited amount of potential behind – um, once you really delve in and you're sold on that to say the, the correlations of other, other business units to um, the employee experience is, is I think going to be a really exciting thing to un unpackage as, as the future unfolds. Uh, shifting gears a little bit from, from the software point of things, uh, speaking to just employee engagement as a whole, um, what to you is the definition of a good engaged employee? You know, in our company, we are a very fast-growing company. And I think for me, a really engaged employee is someone that's willing to recommend the company. It's someone that's willing to to, to do the right thing and, and, and grow along with the journey. Um, 
you know, I think every company is going through change at all times. And that's why I actually like the ENPS because you have the detractors, passive promoters. And I think essentially you need promoters in your organization in order to uh, create and sort of successfully implement change and new things and innovation. Uh, so, so that's why I sort of philosophically like the ENPS as well, because I do think you need promoters. Casper, can you flush that idea out a little bit for our listeners of ENPS? I know when you get into the software itself, you, you can see some of, uh, there are little information buttons everywhere where you can just hover over and see some of the strategy that you use on the back end of the tool itself. Could you maybe help us understand what that means? Yeah, for sure. So, so Net Promoter Score, which NPS stands for, is a concept uh, developed by Bain and years and years back. And then it's gained a lot of momentum on the customer side of the house. So a lot of us will have seen it if you buy an Apple product, uh, there will be a little survey saying like, how likely is it that you would recommend Apple uh, products to a friend? Um, and uh, there's been a lot of studies and books written around that sort of the power of the, that single question. Um, the way that it's measured is that you, you it's on a scale from one to 10 and, and nine and 10 is your promoters, seven and eight is your passives and six and below is your detractors. Um, and obviously your NPS score is sort of the, uh, the, 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 the mix of that. And um, the, 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 the theory behind it is really obviously that, that you need to have a lot more promoters than you, than you have detractors. Because um, otherwise, you know, you can create momentum around your product, your brand, your organization. And in recent years, we've seen sort of that spill over from your product or your customers and into your organization um, where the question is really like how likely are to recommend uh, Apple in this case as a place to work and, and, and not as a product. And uh, that is proven to be quite powerful also within the organization. So within Pecan, the organization itself, um, what are some of the things that you guys do to help increase your ENPS score that uh, maybe our listeners could, could use as a good role model or example of things that they could do with their organizations to also help boost their ENPS scores? Yeah, as I said in the beginning, it's like it's always been a great motivation for us to sort of build a company we wanted to work for. So we've been quite deliberate about a lot of things we've done. One, one of our values is transparency is our operating system. And I think um, there's a lot of things we've done in the name of transparency. Um, obviously transparency around your strategy, around all the, all the things happening in the business. Uh, we have almost full transparency around the finances. We've created a um, open salary model. Um, so, the, so the model is public and all employees can see what different roles are paid. Um, which is obviously a bit of a daunting exercise when you stand in front of it, but it's, it's, quite, it's quite liberating when it works. And uh, you, 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 sorry my French, but you cut a lot of the crap and the noise <laughs> that starts happening in an organization as it grows. Um, and it's been, we've obviously gone through a couple of iterations, but that's been a really liberating, liberating process. Another one is around 
so I said earlier, like holidays. So we <laughs> we basically got fed up with uh, micromanaging people, putting like holidays into a to a system or a spreadsheet or whatever it is, and sort of thought, you know, what if we just didn't spend any time on on like all the administration, but instead just spend the time working and what would be the trade-off? So we created like an open holidays holiday policy. So basically in Picon, you can take all the holiday you want. Obviously people are not on holiday all day long, uh, all year long, because then probably they wouldn't keep working here. But um, we, 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 when we are looking at a bell curve, it probably fits quite exactly to a normal company, but it does give that uh, different level of, of freedom and autonomy that we know is important for, for creating, creating engagement. So I think the, the transparency is probably the, the, the simple part um, to explain sort of externally. Yeah, and Casper, it's really cool to see you guys use, um, use your software internally. Um, I, I've just noticed that you have your employees use it and you start to learn things about, well, we kind of feel cramped in our office space, so maybe we should open up another office. Um, which I think is a scenario that you guys have played out on your website. Uh, and so it, it works in practice. Uh, it, it's just getting people to buy into it and getting people to use it. So um, I, I'm just curious, as you, are, um, as you are bringing more and more companies on board and you're looking more and more into the data, I'm sure you're getting a better handle on where Pecan is headed especially i'm curious what what is it, what are your objectives for for moving to the united states yeah i mean i think it's not so much like a challenge of getting people onto it like i think i think everybody's going to move onto a solution like pecan in the next 3 5 years um and that's really also why we are in the us like 20 plus percent of our customer base was already in the us so uh obviously we wanted to make sure that everyone here gets a the same stellar support as everyone in Europe does. Um, but also just because we can see that this actually creates a positive impact. And obviously we want to help more companies do that. And of course, US is, a, is really interesting from a, you know, from a, as a market. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of reasons moving into US, but I think the primary one is just that we can see that it works and it solves people's problems and we do actually see that when we implement Pecan in bigger companies like over the first year we actually help them improve their their engagement um so yeah that's that's phenomenal and and honestly we we love hearing about about organizations like Pecan that are really just helping really truly I think make the workforce a better a better place and um so as we as we wrap up here first off we're really grateful again for you taking taking time to chat with us today but uh are there any maybe last minute words of advice? What, what, what last piece of advice that you give our listeners to say, hey, for those out there that have a company that um, you know, doesn't have a great employee engagement strategy, uh, what, what could they do to start making positive, positive movements in their organization to increase and enhance the employee experience? Yeah, I think, I think fundamentally, there's, you know, if you, nobody takes a survey to give you feedback. They take a survey to be heard. And I think then if you keep that one in mind, that actually changes the game quite a lot, right? Like you, 
a lot of people don't like the annual surveys because one, they're very lengthy, it's a bad experience, but also because that nothing happens. Right. And I think if you really want to change engagement, there's a lot of low hanging fruits. And that's why we believe like creating a more continuous, actually, if you start asking people every week, every month, or even every quarter, you start getting much more concrete feedback than if you ask people like once a year, you basically just get a notion of what, what's going on the first week of April or the first week of, of August or whenever you do your annual survey. But if you start doing this a little bit more, more frequently, you st you st people start giving you much more concrete feedback. We build a lot of things into the tool, like you can acknowledge comments, you can, you can even start an anonymous conversation with an employee to sort of get the ideas and, 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 and give feedback back to it. Um, what that, we see that in the data, like companies that actually start interacting with it and understand that, that, that people want to be heard, their response rates actually go up over time. So this whole, you know, fear of like, ah, oh, what if we ask people too many questions? They just, you know, they will stop replying. Actually, they don't. Like we see a lot of companies that actually have increasing reply rates over time because they've figured out that, you know, like that people want to be heard and they're starting to take action. So, you know, I think it's first of all, sort of like, the change happens within your organization. So you need to empower the managers of your organization and give them the right tool to take action in, in real time. Uh, understand that people want to be heard and doesn't give feedback. And then frankly, like start using the people metrics of your organization the same way you use your financial metrics. So when you do an all hands or when you send out the monthly report, why don't you also share like, you know, this is our employee NPS score, just as well as you're sharing the customer NPS and the, you know, the monthly revenue or whatever you're doing. And I think it's just like that whole, there's, there's quite a few like simple things that actually changes the, the mindset. We always say like there's three steps to it. You have to change the product. That's the easy part. You have to change the processes. That's a little bit harder. And then you have to change the people. And the last one is the, is the harder one. But I think by creating this like, small things you actually can change the mindset and what happens is that you get a whole different buy-in from your from your employees and you know once you start getting this more frequent motion in then you start being able to predict you start being able to like really act on things in in good um in good time and Absolutely. then you and, and that's and that just the the culture just begins to shift you know it, it's in implementing these strategies and doing these little things that slowly and surely you start to see a more successful culture which leads to more happy employees which leads to productivity and everything and and so it's just it's a great work that you're doing um i do do have one last final question as well what is maybe one or two best nordic best practices that we need to start implementing in our companies now uh, I, I think I touched on a few of them around like the, the, the notion I, of like, you know, like going about it with a little less sort of top down or, 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 or attitude than, than sometimes you're seeing in the US and where, where freedom and autonomy doesn't necessarily mean that people just do the wrong thing. Like I think it's like believing in 
people doing the right thing, meaning that you can actually give them like a free holiday policy and they're not gonna, you know, spend half the year on a, on a beach somewhere. Um, and then obviously the, the, the Nordic way is like a very non-hierarchical and very open culture. And um, that's obviously start, start winning uh, you start seeing that more and more in the in the U.S., but I, I think there's there's still room for improvement, um, and and open sort of in light of of a lot of things that have happened the the, the, the last year. Uh, I think transparency is really a thing that that will change a lot of cultural things. That is wonderful. Well, we have been here, listeners, with Casper Hultin. If you want to learn more about him and his wonderful organization, you can just go to www.pecon.com. It's a great place, and they do have a 30-day trial as well. So if you want to go open it up, play around in it, uh, it's a great opportunity to, to start your employee engagement efforts. But Casper, thanks again for joining us on the show, and we look forward to chatting with you again. 